We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. We are working our way through the 2017 collection, Words for War. Up for discussion today, Decomposition by Luba Yakumshuk. Now that's fun to say. Yakumshuk. <laughs> I love it. Now, this is available for free if you go to the Academic Studies Press website, and I'll leave a link down below. You can read this one for free. Decomposition. Nothing changes on the Eastern Front. Well, I've had it up to here at the moment of death. Metal gets hot and people get cold. Don't talk to me about Luhansk. It's long since turned into Hansk. Lou had been raised to the ground, to the crimson pavement. My friends are hostages and I can't reach them. I can't do Netsk to pull them out of the basements from under the rubble. Yet here you are, writing poems, ideally slick poems, high-minded, gilded poems, beautiful as embroidery. There's no poetry about war, just decomposition. Only letters remain, and they all make a single sound. Pervo Maisk has been split into Pervo and Maisk, into particles in primeval flux. War is over once again, yet peace has not come. And where's my Deb, Alts, Evo? No poet will ever be born there again. No human being. I stare into the horizon. It has narrowed into a triangle. Sunflowers dip their heads in the field, black and dried out, like me. I have gotten so very old. No longer Liuba, just a ba. And that was translated by Oksana and Max, and we'll put their names in the description box below. So thank you, Academic Studies Press, for publishing that, and you know, check out that collection if you want to read more. Let's talk about this. Decomposition, a word that means what exactly? The breakdown of life, yeah? It's kind of how I took this poem. It's a breakdown of a lot of things, right? Like, we have life, we have even words, like her name, Luba, it's just ba. Up by the end, right? Cutting off different parts because even language is falling apart in this poem. I bet. Uh, did you know you know what that? You know, bet. <laughs> I feel like that modern idea of the change of language fits perfectly into this poem that it all kind of degrades down to its simplest true core form. I love it. Mm -hmm. And it's not hard to see, you know, what is the cause of this decomposition. And I think it's, you see the conflict, the war is in discussion here as, you know, raised to the ground to the crimson pavement, crimson being a reference to Russia, of course, in this situation. Oh, and one thing, blood. Okay. That makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. That's a good, that's a good challenge. That could be blood. All right. So I assumed Russia for that purpose, perhaps because of the times that we live in and what's going on in the world right now with the current invasion Touché. of Russia into Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but one of the things I wanted to talk about is, you know, we can't read no poem without talking about flowers. Flowers, about, I knew yeah. it, I knew it, flowers, yeah. sunflowers. So, so do you know what sunflowers mean to Ukraine? Uh, it's their national flower? 
It sure that's, is. That's the extent of my knowledge. And there was a really cool video of a lady giving sunflower seeds to a soldier. That's all yeah. I know. Yeah. That's all I know. It, and that's a very popular video right now because, you know, when the, the news broke of Russia invading Ukraine, it was kind of shocking, right? Not that we didn't think it would ever happen, but just the fact that it did happen. And the sunflower seeds are very important here because, like you said, sunflowers are not only the national flower of Ukraine, but it also symbols, you know, peace. Why? Well, one is that there's a historical answer, and that turns out that because of the Orthodox Church restricting butter during Lent, uh, sunflower oil took off in the 1800s. So that's that's one element of it you'll see there. But there's also the political element that in 19... Uh, 96 at a former Ukrainian missile base when they decommissioned their last nuclear warhead that they uh, celebrated by scattering sunflower seeds and planting sunflowers. Thus, sunflowers have become a symbol of peace and uh, disarmament in a sense in terms of Ukrainian culture. Wow, that's beautiful. So kind of double whammy there historically, recent and old. I like it. So another thing I noticed in this story is we're talking about like how words were breaking down and words being representative of concepts, places like Luhansk, right? Becoming Hansk in the story. And I think that's also maybe a little symbolic of war in this situation too. I've had the opportunity to travel to Japan and it's beautiful, right? I, I love that country. Obviously it was a minor of mine in college and it was interesting going through the different cities and the way that like, shrines just are there with the people like it's part of their lives just to have these like shrines and feudal era structures and buildings just around and the torii gates and stuff it's 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 wonderful and it's also kind of like exotic i feel like maybe as a foreigner and then you go to you know hiroshima you know hiroshima where you have the hiroshima bomb that went off that leveled leveled the city world war ii right and everything had gotten rebuilt so not that there's not other modern cities, but like when you go to like the main touristy, you know, areas, that's like one of the areas where it's just like, it's just buildings, skyscrapers. It's not the old Japan and mysticism, like feelings that you get going through some of the other cities. And, and the way that she talks about like, you know, Luhansk just becoming Hansk, it's the idea of war transforming, not just the word, but the city even right like like cities being reduced to rubble and the destruction and when it's rebuilt it it won't be the same it's going to be a different city it's going to be a different name in a sense and i thought that was a very powerful way of looking at the decomposition of not just language but places ideas people and uh, i thought i thought it was probably the the highlight for of the poem for me is is that tying together of the interconnectedness i guess this poem does a great job of that i i love the beautiful breakdown of the words like you said in there and uh it was kind of very heartfelt at the end of i am now just ah I was like, oh that's very very poetic well it take it's like kind of like war takes things away from the people right she doesn't feel like her whole self anymore she's just bah right very beautiful story well, we will leave a link down below where you can read some of our other discussions of poems in this collection. And again, thank you to Academic Studies Press for publishing this and making this available for people to read right now. My name's Ben Una. Peace. Peace.